So as I say, uh, when I visit congregations on Sunday morning all over our synod, uh, the Southeastern Pennsylvania Synod, I bring greetings and blessings from our 158 congregations and missions and from our 11 social ministry organizations and from our camp, Bear Creek Camp, and from our college, Muhlenberg College. I have a board meeting there later this week. And from the semin- our seminary, the Lutheran Theological Seminary at Philadelphia, which you know we have a new president, uh, the Reverend Dr. David Lose. And from our, the other 64 synods of the Southeast of the ELCA. And from our companion diocese, the Northeast Diocese of Tanzania. And from your companion parish, Cathedral, in Lesotho. And from Sukumu uh, uh, College and University. And I will be there in Tanzania at our, at our sister diocese starting June 29th through the early part of July to celebrate on your behalf the 125th anniversary of the Diocese of Tanzania, their jubilee. So you've got to God bless those German missionaries who went over there 150 years ago and look at how it's multiplied. Time, of course, does not permit all the accolades and kudos I could give today to my pride, my swelling pride, and my um, joy in the work that you are doing here at Upper Dublin Lutheran Church. And Pastor Haugen named just, just many of the few things. I know you also do a lot in terms of faith formation and Christian education. Today we are concentrating on the kind of ministries that make peace outside of our congregation. I want to thank you, of course, for your faithful, creative, and enthusiastic leaders, and of course, for your imaginative and talented pastors. So I give thanks to you, Pastor Lawler, for your amazing cheerleader here in the Synod, and a mentor for word, sacrament, and service for many people over the years, and many other pastors in uh, local, synodical, church-wide, global, and ecumenical leadership. So I thank you for that. And Pastor Keith Anderson, um, he's not here. I see your. Okay, he's yes, he was there, and you were out the last time. Um, uh, Pastor Keith Anderson is blazing new trails in this around the synod and around the country with this 21st um, century communication, networking, and social media, but also rethinking church for the new age. I read. Uh, a draft of his new book, uh, Digital Cathedral, and I promised him I would buy a hard copy with my own money, and I would, I would promote it. So thank you, uh, Upper Dublin Lutheran Church, for sharing your lay and clergy leaders with the whole church and, uh, and the many arenas we find ourselves all in in these day and age to multiply the witness of the gospel in this five-county area. And one more thing, I thank you for your very generous support to the Synod. Last year in 2014, you gave $54,000 to the Synod for the work of all of our ministries. And um, also, I received an extra $3,000 check uh, which came into my office on Thursday, and you'll be getting a letter of thank you next week. It's an honor to be part of this celebration that leaves up one of our churches where peace abides where peace is made real in the hearts and minds and lives, not only of its members, but of the local community and around the world. 
And Upper Dublin Lutheran Church has been on the road, the path for peace, for many decades, never with the goal of being recognized, but with the goal of simply being on the road with as many partners as possible. And today we recognize this church not in the spirit of boasting about what you have accomplished, but boasting in what God has accomplished through you. And as we like to say all the time, it's not our mission, it's God's mission. And we align ourselves by the work of the Holy Spirit with what God would have us do. It's important to celebrate these moments, though, I have to say, especially in light of recent national and international events that have been marked by violence and rage among people of different races and religions. The attacks in Paris, the ceaseless violence in the countries that birthed the Abrahamic faiths, and the continuous rancorous rhetoric among some here in our own country, in our own communities, by political pundits, which is only going to get worse in the next year and a half, is why on this day we recognize that the zones of peace is so important. We have a chance in our own local community to ramp it down and bring some civility and respect in our country to how we manage our differences. We are at a crossroads in our country, my friends. I know, think you know this. We will, will we be up for the hard work of making racial justice, racial respect, and reconciliation an equal opportunity for education, employment, and safety for all people a sincere and attainable priority? The Religious Leaders Council is starting this, but we need the, the help of all of our communities of faith to do so. Personally and theologically, I resonate deeply with the mission statement of the Interfaith Center of Greater Philadelphia, which is to advance mutual trust, understanding, and cooperation among faith communities in order to work for the common good of the region. And um, um, Pastor Haugen neglected to say, he said at the early service, that uh, Mayor Nutter, um, we read that pledge, and he is so. The mayor's office is behind us. We read the pledge at his second inauguration. Toward that end, the Religious Leaders Council of Greater Philadelphia, I quote, has committed the resources of its congregations, members, and rich religious traditions to imagining our region as a zone of peace, free from fear, filled with respect, and marked by deeds of kindness. We have a phrase to describe this very concept in this particular zone called Christianity. And the words we use is the kingdom of God. And that's exactly what Jesus had in mind in the beginning, the Gospel of Mark, when we see Jesus begins his ministry along the Sea of Galilee. And he said, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the Gospel. That one simple sentence of Jesus, a prophet which is respected by both Jews and Muslims and worshipped by Christians, is the ministry of peace proclaimed and brought into the world. Now, I'm no biblical linguistic scholar. As a matter of fact, I confess to you today, I got the lowest passing grade in my class for Greek. Um, but I'm still here. It, passing means passing. Uh, but this, these two words, fulfilled and at hand in the Greek, polerojo and exitio, are worth noting. What's interesting is that Jesus is not speaking in the future tense. He's not saying the time is coming and the kingdom of God will be coming near. 
No, in Greek, it's called the perfect tense. A verb used in the perfect tense describes an action which has been viewed as being completed and fulfilled in the past, once and for all, never needing to be repeated. The time is fulfilled already and right now. The kingdom of God is close at hand. And because the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has already come near, this has immediate effects on our world, on our lives, in our churches, in our houses of worship. Again, the key in the verb is repent and believe. And this is all in the very first chapter of the Gospel of Mark, our oldest gospel. Repent in Greek means to turn, to turn away from what has been destructive and harmful and turn toward what is healing and restorative. And we see this exact kind of turning here at the Ministry of Upper Dublin and what you are doing. When those of you serving in Chosen 300 and the amazing Phil Abundance Food Packaging Initiative, you are turning us away from the resignation that some will just have to go hungry and turning us toward the realization that when we share our researches and time and advocate for the least of these, the hungry will be fed. Now they will be fed, not in a future time, but now, by us, in this day, in this age, in this generation. And when those of you work with one house at a time where beds are delivered to children in need in Philadelphia, and by the way, my son worked with one house at a time in the flea market when he was a teenager, You are turning us away from the notion that poverty is intractable and that some children will simply have to do without. Instead, you are turning us toward the realization that God's abundance is for all and it is our responsibility as Christians to start righting the wrongs of inequitable distribution one bed at a time, not in some future place, but right now. When those of you good people of Upper Dublin travel to rural communities in the Appalachian Service Project to restore homes, when you support the Cathedral Church in Lesotho and the uh, Sakumu University and give scholarships to the Tanzanian students, when you support the schools of St. James in Philadelphia, you are turning us away from the idea that our only responsibility is to educate our children and our grandchildren. Instead, you are turning our eyes and our hearts and our financial uh, strength toward our children across the street, across the tracks, across the ocean, and across the world, answering the call to service and to educate and advocate with our faith, not in some distant time, but right now. And your flea market, which raises eight to $10,000 a year, blesses hundreds of people that you give away to many, many very worthy causes. And, you know, we're really learning in this 21st century, we don't do it all alone. We can only do it with partnerships. We are not so siloed as denominations. The most beautiful thing about the 21st century is our ecumenical and our interfaith cooperation by people of good faith who all love God in their own way and want to make a difference in the world. But you give it away to support a variety of ministries to the marginalized, like to those living in poverty, like the abused women and children at the Lutheran Settlement House, Senior Centers, and Teach for America. Not in some distant time, but now. 
You see, Jesus' phrase, repent and believe in the gospel, is not just an invitation, but it's a command from our Lord to be part uh, in full obedience to his, uh, to his mission here on earth. And because of what Jesus has done that has an effect for all time, including now, it follows that now is also the time, and we know this, that we get to participate in this most amazing purpose. The kingdom of God is among us now. Repent, turn around, turn toward, and believe. And so the other word is believe, or rather, have faith, have trust, have confidence. Well, have confidence in whom? Well, first of all, in our interfaith partners who are willing to cross lines and break bread with us and serve with us, and with our fellow church members who are willing to join hands and step into zones of difference in order to find zones of peace. And in our synod networks, where together we multiply the Lutheran witness a thousandfold through our new missions, our 158 congregations, our seminaries, our participation in important religious and endeavors like the Religious Leaders uh, Council. And most importantly, we have faith and trust in our God who calls each of us into these zones of peace. And you know, when you're attentive to the work of the Holy Spirit, when God is calling you, it is not easy, especially in these times. It takes courage, and we can do it. May God continue to bless this congregation as a zone of peace, modeling for other, not only Christian communities, but all faith communities and houses of worship, what it means for us to live in Jesus' perfect tense. May God continue to bless the interfaith center of greater Philadelphia and the work that we do together in these zones of peace that are so desperately in need of sacred shalom and salam alechem. And may God bless each of you as you discern what you are being called and which zone into an act of peace right now in this present tense. Thank you.